Know what to eat, but find yourself not eating it. Perhaps you've been on diets and off again, and just wonder why you can't stick to them. The Eating For You podcast, hosted by me, Sally Ann Pisk, will show you what's been missing so you can enjoy a healthier way of eating that lasts. Hello, Sally Ann back with you today. If I sound a little different, it's because I'm still returning to health after testing positive to COVID five days ago. We're exploring the topic of birthdays today, as it is that time of year for me. Even COVID won't stop me from having a celebration, even if it is one in isolation. For me and many ladies in our community, a birthday is a day that we reflect on our life and we remember the happy times, memorable birthdays, birthday rituals and our goals for our health and well-being. So in this podcast, I'm aiming to weave through the many things that birthdays mean to us. I also have some wise and witty birthday quotes to share. My first memories of birthdays were the birthday parties my parents held for me with a small group of friends from primary school. I recall I loved the parties, my friends being at home and the fun we all had. There were games, pass the parcel and pin the tail on the donkey were two of my favourites. And because we lived on a large block of land and it seemed huge at the time, three quarters of an acre, there was always lots of running around playing tag and hide and seek. We had plenty of places to hide in our orchard, chook sheds and bird aviaries. Funnily though, as I look back on my birthday parties, it wasn't really about the food, even though we had party food. It was the only time of year we had soft drinks other than Christmas Day. There was also fresh fruit, sandwiches, party pies, the little mini pies, sausage rolls, potato crisps and fairy bread. Fairy bread was a favourite of mine and for many of my friends, hundreds and thousands, those colourful tiny balls of sugar sprinkled on bread and butter. Not something I can imagine eating now, but I definitely loved it back then. The birthday cake was the highlight though, and it always had candles. Happy birthday would be sung, but I have to admit I was just so concentrated on having a big enough breath to blow the candles out that I didn't really listen to the song. Maybe you felt this challenge too. My birthday parties were always held at home, but some of my friends had their parties away from home. I recall one party at McDonald's restaurant and all of my friends had been so excited to be going to this new fun food place. This would have been around the mid to late 1970s when McDonald's opened their first restaurant in Frankston, Victoria, just south of Melbourne. I can remember I couldn't eat the food and I was hungry. In fact, even as a child, I thought, this isn't real food. How can my friends be eating this? It's interesting to reflect now and see that over 50 years ago, Australians first started eating highly processed and ultra processed foods. And I'm sure I wasn't the only one that rejected it back then, but it is now well accepted by so many Australians. Whilst for my friend, back then a trip to McDonald's was a birthday treat, now many teenagers eat there every afternoon after school. Of my childhood birthday rituals, the only thing that has remained consistent throughout is the birthday cake. In my preparation for this podcast, I wondered, when did birthday cakes become a tradition? 
My research uncovered that Germany was probably the first country to celebrate children's birthdays as we do today. Cakes originally had a coarse texture though and they were more like a bread. Later they became much sweeter. In the 18th century Kinderfast was a party held for a child. In the morning a cake was topped with lit candles. The child did not blow them out though. Instead the candles were left to burn all day until after dinner when the cake was eaten. One theory is that the history of putting candles on a cake began in ancient Greece. The Greeks would make round cakes to honour Artemis, the goddess of the moon. The lit candles on the cake represented the glow of the moon and the smoke from the candles carried their prayers and wishes to the gods who lived in the skies. Some scholars believe the tradition for birthday cakes actually started in Germany where a candle was supposedly placed on the cake to represent the light of life. The earliest reference to the tradition of actually blowing out the candles was documented in Switzerland in 1881. Researchers for the Folklore Journal recorded various superstitions among the Swiss middle class and the following was recorded. A birthday cake must have lighted candles arranged around it, one candle for each year of life. Before the cake is eaten, the persons whose birthday it is should blow out all of the candles one after another. Today, most Western cultures celebrate birthdays with cake, lit candles and a birthday song. The number of candles usually represents the age of the person being celebrated. Many believe that a silent wish must be made while blowing out the candles with one breath. A wish cannot be told to anyone else or it will not come true. Prior to the Industrial Revolution though, cakes were considered a luxury good and only enjoyed by the wealthy. But mass production made it possible for everyone to partake in cake on their birthday. Ingredients became more widely available which allowed bakeries to offer pre-made cakes at lower prices. What was just once a simple pastry is now a world of complex varieties and flavours. Personally, I prefer a flourless chocolate cake or custard fruit flan, although I suspect this year it might be something simpler. As an adult, I have celebrated my birthday in some wonderful places, Nepal, India and Fiji. In Nepal, birthday cake is often coloured. I remember my first vanilla cake that was blue. It was very different but special as it was made by our trekking team from a camp kitchen. And every culture has their birthday song. One that was sung to me on a beach in Fiji was one of the most moving and memorable. And just for a touch of humour on the birthday cake candle ritual. And this came from Bob Hope. You know you're getting old when the candles cost more than the cake. We often use birthdays as anniversary dates for our goals, but we need to do this with a big picture lens on our focus. Ladies too often share with me, another birthday came and went, another failed year to achieve my weight goal. Now this reflection does not lead to a happy day, does it? Two of the biggest reasons we get stuck in Groundhog Day with eating and weight loss goals are we keep going on alone or we keep doing the same thing, dieting. And there are a number of factors at play here which I will leave for another podcast. But simply put though, you cannot do the same thing and expect a different result. 
For Elizabeth, this year on her birthday, she has shared with me, this is the first birthday, Sally Ann, that I haven't failed again at my goal. So why was this year different? Elizabeth chose to do something different. She completed our Foundations Mindful Eating program. This is not a diet. It is a program that puts you in charge of your reasons for eating. The final thing I want to say about reviewing goals on your birthday is make sure you assess everything you have achieved for yourself, your family, friends and communities. Don't just focus on one area of your life. And this is why I mean putting that big picture lens on your focus. Recognizing your achievements provides motivation. And if you do this, you will have the motivation to experience success in every part of your life. When I turned 50, many of my friends were too. So there were lots of funny memes and poems shared on social media, as well as throwback photos. But there was a challenge put forward to record 50 things that you loved about being 50. And this was a challenge that I took on and shared in my 50 things in a blog post. You're most welcome to read my milestones for 50. I have shared the link in this episode's notes. Now, that was five years ago, and I haven't reviewed it until today. I was curious to see if I could add five more things onto the list, and I have. Since then, I have happily added to the list applying my mindfulness practice to transition through menopause and reaching the other side rather unscathed. Part of this process, though, was accepting that I might need to buy new trousers, although after 18 months, I could actually wear the same trousers again. Secondly, my deepening gratitude for my horse chit-chat and the lessons that we learned together. Accepting my grey hair as natural highlights, it's such a bonus, you know, let's face it, no extra cost at the hairdressers, just gradually integrating these natural, beautiful highlights into your hair and not noticing the wrinkles. And this whole process of change made me think of my first year art, a high school teacher who told us that wrinkles are our happy lines. They remind us of the happiness we have had during our life. And I wonder now if she knew that William Shakespeare had actually thought the same. With mirth and laughter, let old wrinkles come. And whilst on this topic, I just wanted to share that I'm forever grateful to another teacher who I met in my final year of high school at a different school. Brother Dan spent his life devoted to teaching about inner beauty. He understood the pressure that young people were under. In fact, everyone is under to look beautiful. But he promoted that our inner joy, health and happiness sustains us and makes us radiate beauty. And this is something that I agree with true. And the final addition to my blog post is something that I am very passionate about. And that's about evolving Eating For You to service and support women around the world through online programs, communities, and recently this podcast. And a special thanks here to my husband, Dennis, for his enduring support. That's probably the best word. And to my wonderful assistant, Josel, that basically nearly does everything in the business to support servicing women as well. And as I've mentioned, you're most welcome to read my new evolving birthday blog post 
50 things I love about being 50, which has really now become what you love about the age that you are now. And I have shared that link in this episode's notes. Now, Lucille Ball, like many actresses and actors, had something to say about birthdays and agings. And she said this, The secret to staying young is to live honestly, eat slowly and lie about your age. Well, living honestly will decrease your stress and you will sleep well at night. So I definitely agree with this. Eating slowly is a big part of mindful eating. And you know that I'm always sharing the benefits of this. But lie about your age? I'm sure that this was shared with a big Lucille smile. But perhaps you do have some reservations about your age. But let me share this from American baseballer Satchel Page. How old would you be if you didn't know how old you are? Now, I can't answer this for you. Rather, I offer it as a personal reflection. And my final quote comes from George Burns. You can't help getting older, but you don't have to get old. For me, birthdays are a time to celebrate everything we are grateful for. Birthdays are not counting the years of our life. Take the opportunity to celebrate you. This is not about being proud. It's more about building your momentum to enjoy life. And if you have never undertaken the activity of recording what you love about you at your current age, then I encourage you to do so. Reflect on your achievements. Set new and achievable goals. You might have health goals, work and career goals, relationship goals, or a bucket list you might like to write. On your birthday, make time for you. Go out for a special meal with a loved one, host a party, trek into nature, or have a quiet day by yourself. Whatever your circumstances, I encourage you to do whatever brings you joy. If you have found this podcast of interest, then perhaps mark it to return to again on your birthday. And if you like to take up the challenge and start recording everything you love about being you at your current age, then I have provided the link to my blog post in this episode's notes. I look forward to sharing time with you again next week. You have been listening to the Eating For You podcast with Sally-Ann Pisk. If a long-term way of healthier eating is of interest to you, then make sure you subscribe to our podcast.